Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, I have been absent from everything lately. <laughs> um, it's hard. I'm going to be honest. Like I sat down last night with Lexi and she was like, okay, we're going to sit and plan out your year. And it was awesome. And I'm so thankful she made me do that. But it's weird because I get into the mode of like, okay, teaching and then going back to this. And then this week I went down to teach and then I got sick. And so I couldn't even teach. It's just been a whirlwind of everything, but I'm excited to be back on the podcast. I actually wrote an outline today, so I am really setting up my game. We'll see how well I stick to it. Um, this is something today we're talking about how I got started, and I've done lives on this before, and I've done like, I, I might have done a podcast about it a long time ago. I honestly don't even remember, but this is a question I get asked all the time from people who are maybe wanting to start in design or they are wanting to start in another field like photography or whatever. It's kind of the same sort of vibe. Um, and I'm going to be launching a new product next week. I'm, I'm not sh for sure on the date yet, but you guys are going to freak out. <laughs> it's really good, but it kind of goes with this whole thing that we're going to be talking about today. But yeah, it's been like a weird week getting back into everything. And now I feel like excited and juiced and ready to take on the world and I'm getting stuff done and finally in the flow of things. And then that flow is going to be disrupted on Monday <laughs> when I go back to teach. So I just have to figure out, I need to figure stuff out. If you guys have any tips, let a girl know, please. I think what I'm learning is I just have to be way more intentional. Like for example, with today's podcast episode, normally I just get on and I kind of talk about whatever I want and that's awesome. But I also want to make sure I'm still providing value. If it means I'm going to be showing up less or I'm going to have to show up more carefully, I actually carefully, carefully is the wrong word there. <laughs> more I don't know what the word is that I was looking for but not carefully um my sister was telling me about this app and I need to follow up with her but you can schedule your Instagram posts and story posts and it will actually post to you for Instagram so when I find out the name of that app I will let you guys know because that is like game changing if I could just sit down at the beginning of each week and plan everything it would make my life so much easier but Again, it's only been a month that I've been doing it. And so I think I'll get more in the hang of it. I'm sure I'll look back on this in six months and be like, I was so cute being unorganized and not being able to figure out my mess. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in six months it won't be as much of a mess as it is now. Um, but today, actually, I started my day by watching videos of people in Star Wars land and just like sobbing. Like literally there was a point where I like sobbed like and made it like, audible noise like you know when you're crying so hard that kind of your throat's like <laughs> like that happened and I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan by any means at all like I've seen like two of the new ones I haven't seen the old ones I don't really care that much but I am a Disneyland fan like I'm a very big Disneyland fan but what was really getting me is like seeing people seeing the Millennial Falcon for the first time and like crying that type of shit just gets me going <laughs> Like people being excited about stuff, no matter what it is. If I go to like an actual sports game and like they win and everybody's like cheering, I could start crying. It, I don't know what it is. My, I'm very like sensitive to those types of things. When people are excited, it just makes me tear up. So I watched videos of, cause today was the first day Star Wars Land opened. So I was refreshing and watching new stories and watching videos of people crying. And it was just a long, heavy morning. 
Um, but you know what? That's fine. I highly recommend you do it. Just search. I don't remember what one I was looking at. I think it's just Galaxy's Edge is the hashtag. And I was just looking at all the content and getting really worked up. Um, but the past week, I actually just posted again last night for the first time in like a week to social media, which is not normal. And part of that was me being sick, but part of it was just me being like out of the works of everything, being out of order. And then also it was, I go through these stages where I'm like, I get sick of seeing everybody's content, even people that I love. And I know this is a personal problem. And this is what I want you like to challenge you to do. If you start feeling this way, like what is everybody posting? It was honestly like every, I was scrolling through a couple weeks ago and every single post was like, self-love, do this, do this. And I'm like, that's awesome. But like, why are we just sitting around posting it? Like how many of us are sitting glued to our phones, right? Glued to our phones, sharing a post about self-love, but then going to sleep, hating ourselves, waking up, hating ourselves, but then seeing a post and sharing it again. Like I understand that it's spreading the love, but sometimes it just starts to feel like just this overload of just the same sort of content all day long. Um, and it can be tempting because that's the type of content that's like really trendy right now. Um, it is that like, I don't know, that type of content. I don't know what to even classify it as self-love kind of vibes, which is fine. I'm not saying anything against self-love and it's so important, but I challenge you with your brand. I tweeted something the other day that I was like, maybe this is too rude, but I have to speak my truth. That's, that's the matter of the fact is if you are starting to get sick of the noise you're hearing on social media, you have to speak your truth loud. And I did what I wasn't supposed to do, which was take a break from it and be annoyed and like not want to contribute to the noise. But that's not what you're supposed to do in that situation. So I would challenge you to look at your brand and say, where am I showing up and where is it just fluff? Where am I just saying what I think people want to hear? And how can I say, how can I make it more personal? And how can I be like more brave with the things I'm talking about and be more real and vulnerable in a weird, in like a real way, a weird way <laughs> or a weird way. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's why I think sometimes people think like, oh, being vulnerable, means like being weird online or like posting a picture in your bra or like whatever no it doesn't like you know that's just such surface level level vulnerability I'm having a hard time talking it's not even that early <laughs> anyways that's such surface level vulnerability and I want you to go deeper and like challenge yourself to take it to the next level right because and I think that's kind of where I was with social media too is it it was just starting to feel comfortable right like I still have like a couple weeks of posts planned and I had it planned it wasn't like I didn't have the content made it was just I felt weird posting it um because I was in this place of feeling like I wasn't totally aligned but that sometimes happens I have to take breaks and go okay how could I be showing up louder and how could I make myself more uncomfortable and push the boundaries of what I'm comfortable talking with online, right? And so I'm back. <laughs> but I also, you don't need to take a break to do that. Like you shouldn't take a break. What I did was not awesome. Um, you should just have a plan and I should have still been posting. But again, and there's a book called, uh, I think it's called Outwitting the Devil. And it's about like the devil or whatever, like the adversary, whatever, good versus evil, okay? It's about that the, the biggest tool that evil has to use on us is our own self-doubt and like overthinking, right? And so that's what got to me the past week is just overthinking and self-doubt and not wanting to be part of the noise. Like 
that does not bring any good to be in that place. So if that is you, I have a feeling it's probably some of you because I've talked with multiple people who feel like that, that they're just contributing to the noise. First of all, go unfollow a bunch of people or mute people. Like if you don't want to unfollow people, you feel like it's rude, whatever, I get it. Like just go mute people. Go make sure that your Instagram is just this place where the content that you're getting, you absolutely freaking love it and need to hear it. The fluff, you don't need to participate in that. Like, you don't have time for that, right? So that's my little rant on that. I'm sure I'll do a longer social or a longer podcast episode about it soon. But I just feel like there's so much noise. And so getting more clear on the truths we're speaking and getting more brave and more authentic in a real way, not in like the fake authentic way that everybody is talking about, like in a real truthful way that's when you're going to start feeling a lot better about how you're showing up. And again, too, sometimes we can just get in our head and overthink it. And so that's the other thing that we can't do is like, we don't have time to overthink it on to the next thing, right? Okay. So my brand spotlight today is kind of more of a product spotlight. I don't know. Like I don't have a particular set of guidelines for this because I think a really important thing about building a business is noticing what businesses of all types are doing right. And so I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they are a like a pool floaty company and they're called Fun Boy. And what I mostly love about them is their products are just freaking cool. Like they have this huge rainbow floaty, like straight up huge. It like, let me, I'm pulling it up on my Instagram right now. It seats, it has like, it's like a big sectional inside of it. You guys need to go look at their Instagram, funboy, F-U-N-B-O-Y. Um, and so first of all, I just love their products. And they have like floaties that are in the shape of like old cars. And they're just the cutest freaking product I've ever seen. But what I also love about them is the variety in the pictures that they're posting, right? So with a brand like this, it would probably be really tempting to just go have a photo shoot and then get your content ready and move on with your life, right? And like get it ready for this whole time. But their content, they are really good at getting different angles. They're good at reposting. They're good at doing photos of, you know, like different types of people. As far as like body inclusivity goes, no. (laughs) They could definitely improve on that. It's all like really skinny, beautiful models. But that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) We're talking about, and that's something I want you to learn how to do is to look at brands and notice what they're doing right. And whatever they're doing wrong, like whatever, it's... If your job is to go around and police all the brands on the internet, good luck because a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff wrong, but I would rather you spend your time creating a brand that is all of those things, right? But with them, I just feel like I love all their photos. Every single time one of their photos comes across my feed, it just makes me want to go swimming, (laughs) which is the point, right? Um... Because that's what they're selling is like a swimming, a swimming vibe. But you guys need to go check out their products. I'm dying. They sell like some stuff at Target, I think, but they don't sell the biggest things like the big, huge. I mean, they're kind of expensive, but I'm just sitting here looking at this rainbow floaty and like I need to go to the ocean and flow away forever in this floaty. So that's that. Go check out Funboy on Instagram. They're fun. Okay. That was too much, but what am I supposed to say? I actually say fun way more than I wish I did, but it's just a thing, okay? Okay, and then the Kinsco World Alumni Spotlight, which as a reminder, this is somebody who has taken some of my courses, used some of my products, and they are just absolutely killing it, and they take what they learn, and they apply it, as well as 
learning from experience. That's a really big thing too. I think it's not just about taking what I am teaching you and copying it exactly. Like you can do that in the beginning, of course, but then you have to figure out your own voice and figure out what you're talking about and who you're speaking to. So the person today that I wanted to highlight is Kenzie Amick. She is a brand designer. She's taken my Rich Creative Crash course. She's taken, I mean, she's taken a lot of my courses. She's in the Kinsco World VIP. She's really awesome. But even from just looking at her feed, you can see that she is totally on her power, <laughs> on her power. She's in her power. Um, she has pictures of her work posted. She has Instagram TVs with tips. She has cool travel pics. She has cool quote designs. Um, she's just doing all of the things right. The colors feel nice and cohesive, but not boring. She's just doing awesome. And I'm so proud of her. I actually knew her from, she's one of my sister's friends. And so it's actually even cooler when I like know someone and I see them just killing it. So go check out her profile. Again, it's Kenzie Amick. And just look at all of the things that she's doing right because there is a lot of it. Okay, moving on to this podcast episode. That was a long freaking intro. I do want to say tomorrow we are having our first, well, I don't really know, Saturday. <laughs> I don't know when this is going to go up. Saturday we are having our coaching call of the month, June 1st. So every single coaching call for Kinsco World VIP, it starts, it's on the first. And the reason that I do that instead of doing like the first Wednesday or whatever is because everybody has different schedules. And for some people, they might not be able to do weeknights. Some people, they might not be able to do weekends. Some people, they might not be able to do Tuesdays or like it would be impossible to to like schedule around 50 schedules, right? So I just figured like this was the best way to be able to prov provide consistency. So like everybody knows it's the first of each month, but then also add some variety. So if you weren't able to attend a last call, you can attend this one. And how the format of those calls go is I have a bunch of questions. I should even like read some of the questions that we're going to answer because they're so good. Like they're, I mean, it's basically the nice thing about Kinsco World VIP is as you're working in your business and you randomly have this question, you just go and you send it to me and I save it for the next call. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching essentially because you're being able to ask whatever question you want. So here's like a list of some of the questions that we're gonna ask. Um, talking about how to make Instagram shoppable. Uh, is it better to launch with a wide variety of products at once or launch with just one product? What does a typical day look like for me and my business? And that's something that I'm actually going to start doing a lot of business highlights of other people's businesses too, like super successful million dollar business owners, what their typical day looks like. Um, we're going to talk about MailChimp. We're going to talk about other email platforms. We're going to talk about Pinterest. We're talking a lot about launching and the right way to launch your products. Um, we're talking about the best time to post on Instagram. We're always talking about a lot of things about Instagram. Um, slumps in sales, how to bounce back, how to stay consistent when things aren't selling, all of those types of things and so much more as well as just setting goals. Like I have found that I forget to set goals sometimes. And so this is a really big thing of like checking in and saying, okay, what is our goals for June? What's our goals for July moving forward? Um, and then every single month, we also do a brand and website and social media audit where I'm going to look over your brand and your website and everything and tell you what you could fix with it. Tell you how you could be making more money instantly, right? Which we all need. <laughs> so you can't sign up for month to month anymore. That 
it has been closed. That was closed a couple weeks ago, but there is the option to sign up for a six month pass and that is only $2.99 and that price will go up to $9.99 next time I launch, right? Because you're getting so much value. In these six months, if you attend every single group call or watch every single replay of the group call as well as being like involved with the community and doing the challenges because every single first on the first of every single month a new challenge launches as well this month is on pinterest last month was on instagram um, i'm thinking the next month will be on email it's just basically a different challenge that teaches you how to market your business if you're doing all of that i promise you in six months your business will like at least double i'm not being like crazy it will for sure at least completely double in sales that you're doing right now. Um, because even with me, as I've been writing out the challenges and doing all of the things and applying it to my business, I can tell such a difference in the type of interaction I'm getting and all of those different types of things. So if you're not in, get in, hop off. I mean, you can still listen to this podcast as you go to kinscoworld.com slash VIP, sign up. You'll get instant access to the content we've already done, as well as I will send out right before the call on Saturday night, the information to log on to the call if anybody gets in last minute. So I'm excited to have you there and I'm excited for our first call. Okay, that was a really long intro. <laughs> I'm like, how long have I been talking? Let me switch to time, 16 minutes. This is gonna be a long episode because again, this is a question I get all the time. So I want to make sure to answer it correctly. But how did I get started, right? So how did I get started in design? How did I get started in the things I'm doing today? Like what did that process look like for me? So the very first thing that I did was I took a class in high school, okay? And I've talked about this before, but I hated it. I hated it in the beginning. I didn't really get it. I didn't get what the point was. Like, I didn't really understand graphic design. There wasn't, I mean, it's kind of weird to think, but like in high school, the internet was a thing, but it wasn't like a super prominent thing, right? You know, it was like, you didn't really spend that much time on the internet. Like now I freaking am always on, like I didn't have a smartphone until I was out of high school. <laughs> so just to put that in perspective, if you're younger, but if you're older, I'm sure like you get it. Um, but so I didn't really understand graphic design and I didn't understand the type of projects I could create. Uh, that's something that is really important to me with like moving forward and helping teach people in design and all those types of things is a really big part of like excelling in your career in design or photography or anything like that is finding people with different styles than you're not used to seeing and looking at how they're creating things and getting inspired to create your own things. And once I realized like, oh, I can create whatever I want. I could create a magazine. I could create this. I could create a poster. I could create stickers. I could that's when my mind started opening up and I started to really like it. But so I learned the basics of design in a semester and I really didn't like it. I wasn't good at it. And my teacher who I like owe everything to, he was like, just take another semester. Like, I promise you'll like it. You just got to learn the programs, like take another semester and you'll get into like the fun projects. So I took another semester. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I went to college like half the time when I was in high school and because it was just easier. <laughs> like I am so anti-college, which I'll talk about in a later episode, but 
I college is way easier than high school. I'm also anti-high school. I was talking to my mom. I was like, I don't know how my kids are going to graduate. Cause like a, the idea of a teacher, like telling my kids how to like get good grades and stuff. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to care about grades. Maybe I'm going to have students or students, kids who are like very type A and very organized and want to get good grades. And that will be crazy for me. <laughs> if I don't, they're just going to like flunk out, which honestly, what's like, what's the point? Anyways, um, so I was taking college half the day and the other half of the day I was literally in this graphics lab like all the time doing screen printing and design and I didn't really like screen printing. I didn't like like the hands-on stuff. It was too messy for me and I wasn't like I couldn't get it perfect but if I'm doing something on a computer screen like I could get it totally perfect. So I literally the last two years of high school that was the only classes I had at the high school and I was like TA for one of the classes and then the other class I was taking the advanced class which was like a block class. Anyways it was literally like my life the last two years in high school was graphics and during that time I got a job um, at a real estate company and where I had family working it was a great family connection but it wasn't like looking at it was it the best most dream job no no it wasn't but guess what I was freaking excited because it was a job and it was my first job in design and this is something I really want you to understand is as you're starting out in your career there's not going to be perfect there's not going to be the perfect job there's not going to be the perfect opportunity um not to say like that you should settle or anything but it's better to have a job in design or in photography or in any of these things where you're constantly getting paid to practice your craft because I stayed there for a long time and guess what it gave me a lot of freedom to explore other things because I was making more than other people in crappy jobs right I never had to have a crappy job like I got that job during high school before that I like taught piano lessons you know what I mean like I never I never worked at a food place I never worked at a place where I didn't like what I was doing so during that time, I started accepting freelance projects, just random projects. And I would also help people do stuff for free. Um, and this is another thing too that is very frowned upon in the design community. But if you are excited about the project, do it for free. Who freaking put you on this pedestal to think that you are like the queen of the world? I see a lot of people getting started in their design career and they're being so cocky about things. And I get it, it's your time, but also you have to understand you need to become the expert at this. I put in a ton of work in the beginning to get to where I am now and I'm still putting in a ton of work and still sometimes I mean I am really big on doing work for influencers right and figuring out a price that makes sense for both of you but you have to realize that like you need to put in the work to prove yourself you can't just all of a sudden prance up and expect a hundred thousand dollars a year as a design job even like I mean I don't want to put any numbers in your head but you just have to understand that like you have to put in the work to get there um, and make it fun. Like understand that you're learning and you're getting paid to learn in the beginning, those beginning jobs. So I got a day job and then in that meantime, again, I was taking on freelance projects, but I was also like creating projects that excited me. So it would be like, oh, maybe I should like try to design a magazine or maybe I should redesign this book cover. It was literally just like playing, like creating all the time, getting inspired, consuming design stuff, um, learning new things. During this time I learned web design. I didn't know it before then, but I got to learn it in my job because they needed a website done. And I remember feeling kind of cocky, like being like, oh, I'm like only getting this paid this much. And like I designed a website, blah, blah, blah. But looking back at myself, I needed to tell myself like, calm down. You learning how to do web design in an actual professional setting is going to be way more beneficial to you than 
getting a raise or going and working in a new place where they're not going to have as much freedom for you to learn what you need to do, right? Because with this place, I mean, this place that I worked at, I ended up creating a magazine for them and learning how to print magazines and learning how to interview people. And because it was such a small space, I got to learn how to do a lot. And that's a really big thing that I would recommend to you in any creative career start out small, like start out with a smallish company because they're going to need you to do a lot of things. And yeah, you're going to be working your butt off, but you're going to learn so much. And that's what I have against college is I feel like they just teach you random things that you don't even know if you're going to use them in your future job. And then you get out of college and you still have to go through that exact same learning with whatever job you get. Right. Because I could have gone to college, then gone out and got the exact same job that I got in high school. Um, but how lame and all that student debt, all of that stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I like feel like I should say I'm not telling you to drop out of college, but actually I am. <laughs> uh, I like I'm not against telling somebody to drop out of college. Sometimes people will say, I mean, I'm not, this is what I'm not telling you to do is to go quit your day job tomorrow, but I am telling you to quit college. <laughs> I'm very passionate in that side of things. So anyways, um, I completely lost my train of thought. Okay, so I was creating projects that excited me. And then every year, year or so, I would update my portfolio. Not for the purpose of getting another job, but honestly for the purpose of showing off. Like, it's really fun to update your portfolio and make a new website and get it looking all clean to post to social media. And some people would think that was stupid, but guess what? It kept my portfolio current and it kept me learning. And it kept me creating content, like creating projects, even if they were fake projects that I wanted to add to my portfolio. So you got to keep updating that portfolio. And then um, about, I don't remember when it was, 2014, um, I had like a breakup a, from a serious relationship and I wanted to like move. It I, That's something that happens to me. <laughs> Maybe it's running away from my problems, but I just felt like I needed to get out of my job. I wasn't like pushing myself hard enough. I wasn't uncomfortable at all. I was like comfortably just sitting there and not progressing. And so I applied to a job that was literally twice what I was getting paid before and I got it. I got it easily. <laughs> and I, there's like a lot of stories about how then I worked there and climbing the corporate ladder, like is a whole nother thing. And I was only there for two years. Um, but the politics of a workplace are going to benefit you everywhere. Like you have to learn how to work with people. And so I think that's something else that happens if you never have a job like that, which I'm not saying you have to have it. You can go full, like straight to freelance after you've learned, but you have to realize like that you have to learn how to work with people and you have to learn people's personality types and you have to learn what certain people want to hear and you have to learn how to accept feedback. That's a really big thing. And that's, I mean, that's hard for designers all the time. Um, and I think photographers, anything. And what I've noticed with me and with other people who I've helped mentor, when you're taking feedback, it's an insecurity thing. When you want to say like, oh, they're so wrong. They're so stupid. They don't know what they're doing. It's a little voice in the back of our head that says, you need to put up your guard because you're not going to be able to make whatever changes they need you to make, right? I mean, everybody's had that, that situation where a client calls you or emails you and you're like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. You don't even know what they're going to say, but you automatically panic and think it's going to be something that you're not able to do. And this happens to me still. Like, even if it's a project that I totally know what to do, I have to remind myself, like, they're not calling to tell me they hate the whole thing or they're not emailing me to tell me that, they don't want to work with me anymore. I think it's like a real limiting belief that we all share. 
um, whether we picked it up ancestrally or whatever, it's a thing. And so learning how to take feedback is a really big part of having a creative career of some sort because they're not meaning it towards you, right? Um, and even if they are, that's not your problem. You really have to step into this place of like your clients are always right. And yeah, sometimes they're going to have a different opinion on which design they want to go with, but they're paying you to create what they want. And so you have to also treat them with like such love and respect and gratitude. Um, because if you're sitting around and you're not grateful for the people you're working with and now this episode might not apply to people who are like selling products as much, right? But it's the same type of thing. If you're selling a product and people aren't treating like if you're like oh my freaking customers will never buy anything full price or oh my gosh they never like this photo or whatever and you have like a negative vibe towards them how do you think they're gonna feel about that you know how do you think they're gonna feel about feeling like crap all the time so there was this thing that happened um this influencer you probably have heard about it uh she had two million followers right and she launched a merch shop and she posted something about it a couple days later and said um hey, so I am sad to announce, but like I didn't sell enough shirts to be able to get them made. The company that I was working with, we have to sell at least 36 shirts. An influencer with 2 million followers couldn't sell 36 shirts, right? And in the caption of the thing, she talked about like a lot of people said they loved it and promised they would buy it, but then they didn't buy it. And like, I feel betrayed. And uh, and it was just like, what? Why do you think anybody would want to buy from you when you're talking like this? You know? And so it was just really, it's first of all, interesting to notice that like numbers don't matter, right? She couldn't sell 36 shirts. And I guarantee you with 300 followers, you could sell 36 shirts if you do what I teach. Um... But it's just interesting, like, and it also was a story of your people don't know you. You, they, you. They're just, like, you're just a number on the list of people that they follow. And because she was never showing up in stories and only just posting pictures of herself looking perfect, her people didn't care about her, right? And so that's a really big part of why creating these relationships is huge. Um, another person, this is completely a tangent, but... I've been needing to talk about it anyways. So Tony Robbins is like a very famous motivational speaker, right? Either love him or hate him. You have to know that he's successful and he knows what he's talking about. Um, so every once in a while, random things will come up about his past, um, like offensive things that he said or um, what was the one? Oh, he like did something about like the Me Too movement. He says stuff that's like very controversial. And the interesting thing is his fans don't prescribe to cancel culture. You'll see people commenting all the time when something new comes up on his post. And it's like, typical, just like we expected, this dump of garbage, da-da-da-da-da. Like, he, he doesn't believe in this, and he doesn't believe in this, and he's a bigot, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know if any of that stuff is true. I don't know how I feel about the things that come up. But I will say I'm a fan of his because I know that he really knows about like personal development and I'm not going to be somebody who's going to go and follow him. And all the people in the comments are saying are backing him up. And that's what happens when you create a brand that people believe in what you're doing. They believe in what you're selling and they believe in you and they know that you have the best interest at heart. Right. And those people that are commenting the hate, they were never the people that were there for him to begin with. So just a little interesting side tangent. But anyways, I got my dream job. I advanced to a position of, it was essentially like a creative director. 
um, I was over like the photographers and the designers and the brand and I did a whole rebrand. I branded a whole conference with like thousands of attendees and huge like 60 foot banners. It was crazy. It was the funnest project honestly that I probably worked on as well as the most stressful. It was completely so stressful. <laughs> like I remember first seeing it and just like tearing up and at the same time I was doing the rebrand for the company and all of it like hit it once and honestly still to this point in my business that's been like my most successful thing like and not in my business in my life which goes to show me like I need to push myself out of my comfort zone more right I don't think it was healthy my mind my mind was not a healthy place during those like two months that I was working on that but I do remember like that feeling of I actually did this I would have never in a million years thought I could have done this and I did it and I like pulled it off and that was just the best feeling ever and that's what happens when we push ourselves out of our comfort zone we work really hard on something and like finish it right so anyways, um, oh, so I did that project. I um, absolutely loved it. In the meantime, my like boss at the time who was over me, he was like the design, senior designer or whatever. Um, he quit and got a new job. And so during all of this, I stepped into that new position and I was like, this is my dream job. And we moved to like the second floor and I had a beautiful office that had windows and it was just like, dream right um and I like could decorate my office how I wanted and it just was everything I thought I would have wanted and but the workspace was very very stressful and it was a stressful time with the business the business eventually ended up like going bankrupt um but I had a moment in December of two years ago where I was like what am I doing? Like I had talked, Lexi, my best friend, had a lot to do with this, just with my whole entrepreneurial journey. Somebody messaged me and was like, you guys are so lucky to have each other. And I was like, I know, trust me, I know. But she, I was Marco Poloing her and I was just telling her what a crappy day at work it was. And she's like, you're gonna like need to quit sometime. And I was like, just like saying in the future. And I was like, you're right. Like I, I do need to quit. And I decided in that moment, like I'm quitting and I did it <laughs> to make a long story short I did it and the craziest thing is I didn't have one single plan going back I don't know if I would have done like I don't know if I could do that again now I have built things and I have money coming in automatically and all of that stuff but going back to that scary jump that I took I know that it was meant to happen or I wouldn't have done it because I had some sort of encouragement that was more than me um, so I quit and they reached out to me and they were like, Hey, we still want you to do contracting work, which really helped because I had that consistent income coming from them. Um, so I would advise anybody who's thinking about quitting and you want to have a little bit of a safety net before you do reach out to your current employer and say, Hey, like I'm wanting to do my own thing, but I'd love to still do 10 hours a week of work for you or whatever. Don't let that hold you back, but it was really nice. But then they went out of business straight up. Like it was like $250 million company. They went out of business. They got bought by a new company, all this drama. And I was so glad I wasn't there during it. But that meant that my contract was over with like no notice. And at the time I was freaking the freak out just because I had leaned on that, right? I was getting other jobs. Things were going fine, but I wasn't building myself for long-term. It was like accept a random job and spend the money and do this and do that. Instead of being like, okay, how can I stabilize this? How can I create, you know, now I'm really big on creating payment plans because that creates income for me for long-term. And so 
now I've realized that. But in the beginning, I did not know that. So then I had a hustle and then I started selling courses and courses have gone super awesome for me. And again, that's like kind of when I introduced payment plans. Um, and then I really started showing up really big on social media. Uh, I started showing up, showing my face, telling my story, talking about what I was selling, talking about what I was doing. I never did that before. A lot of times I think people think, oh, you got to be doing this for like a long time. To be honest, like I've built the majority of my audience in a year. You know, I had people who followed me before who were just like friends and family, but I have built everything else. And I mean, I guess it's been a year and a half now, but I didn't really start until March or April really showing up on social media. And so let that be like a lesson. Again, like I was saying with Kinsco World VIP, if you do this stuff for six months, for a year, you could have the business of your dreams, right? Um, so from that point forward, I kind of just focused on growth. I focused on, and not in a way where I was thinking about like, oh, my numbers, my numbers, my numbers, but I strategically was always accepting things like, like a big thing with my podcast is I knew it would drive growth to my Instagram because people would share, right? It gives people something to share and a reason to talk about you. Um, and so I just am always continuing, even now, like I had a realization last night when I was talking with Lexi, like I have to continue to focus on that growth. I talk about, don't get too wrapped up in your numbers, but what happens is I think we start to get wrapped up in our numbers when we're not doing anything. Cause we start to feel helpless and we're like, why isn't my following growing? Well, your following isn't growing cause you're not engaging with people who don't follow you. You're not planning strategic influencer collabs. You're not doing any of these things. And so I think when you're actually working on it, you will, I know when when you're actually working on it, you'll see consistent growth. And so that's a really big thing with any sort of business that you're running is working on that growth. And the thing is, so now I like don't take on very many one-on-one -on -one clients. Courses are my very main thing. I've randomly decided teaching part-time at the college, right? So there's like all of these random things that I'm doing that I never would have guessed a year ago that I would be doing. But as long as you're focusing on, okay, this next month, again, this is why Kins Co World VIP is awesome to be able to say, okay, this next month I'm working on this and I'm going to also work on growing my audience and like that's it that will grow your business and that will take you to the place that you want to be in the end right we can't look at the end and then get overwhelmed and wonder how we're going to get there a lot of times because we don't know what the end is going to look like right I don't know where I want to be in 10 years or 20 years or any of those things but I can say where I want to be in a month that's a lot easier to plan out so that was a really big thing is just focusing on like the next month and not getting too stressed out, which I shared today that Lexi helped me create a year long plan last night, but it's in a way now where like my business has been around for a year, right? Um, I don't know when, I think June marks the anniversary of the branding school. Dang, I should have relaunched it. But anyways, <laughs> it's launching again in August, I think. Maybe I'm gonna have to rework that but it launches like the one year of my first branding school launch. And so now my business is at the point where I can say, okay, this is how it went last year. Let's try to plan like a similar rate of growth for the next year. So anyways, um, I'm looking at my notes and making sure I got everything. So I started to show up majorly on social media, focused on growing my following. And then another thing is no matter what project I, I, I took, because I'm going to do like a podcast episode soon of like, my mistakes that I've made in my business because there's a lot um but even if I signed clients that weren't totally aligned with me I always focused on creating really good work and creating work I wanted to share and a big part of that is I knew I needed content for my social media I knew I needed stuff that I could share but another of that too was just like being proud of my work and working on my craft continually and because of that I mean I have grown as a designer in the past year 
five bajillion times more than I did as a day job just because I've been taking on so many projects to freaking hustle. And yeah, maybe I've had times of burnout, but I also think that's sometimes part of the game. Like you have to be willing to have those times of like intense work. And I think especially as a creative, because that's just kind of, I think how right-brained individuals work. Is it right brain or left brain? Because I'm a creative minded person, I can never remember <laughs> which side of the brain it is. But anyways, um, so I took projects on. I worked really freaking hard and kept creating work that I was excited about. So anyways, I hope that like kind of helps you to see a peek inside my business. I'm really excited because I'm launching a course. I don't know the official name, but just like as a sneak peek for you podcast listeners, it is going to be like a design course for non-designers. So basically the reason that I love design and the reason that I believe everybody should at least have like a little bit of knowledge and know how to make basic things is because it opens up the world for whatever type of business you want to start, whatever type of brand, whatever sort of social movement, because what holds us back a lot of times is creating content or knowing how to make a logo or stickers or whatever. And that really shouldn't hold you back, but it sometimes does hold us back. And so I'm really excited for this course because it's going to help you like have the tools to literally do whatever you want online that's that's what I really love about design is if I've ever had the thought like oh I want to start this business or I want to do this it's like I can get an Instagram up I can get a website up I can create a logo I can create this brand in like two minutes because I have these tools and so I'm excited to give you guys those tools too and it also is a great introductory course for somebody who's just wanting to get into design as a profession right I have a lot of really cool things planned um of like new courses that I'm launching, but this is gonna be the first and like a lot of design ones. Um, and a really big thing of it too is I'm gonna provide you with a lot of inspiration uh, to pull from because that's where I've learned that a lot of like tutorials online, it's like for stupid things you don't wanna learn how to do. And so with this course, it's gonna be stuff that you actually wanna make and you'll be excited of and proud of. So. I'm really excited about this. Um, and remember, as a member of Kinsco World VIP, when this course launches, you will get over 50% off of the full price. So you'll get the, the cheapest, cheapest price out of any even cheaper than the early bird. And so it's worth it to get in on the Kinsco World VIP, secure your six month pass, because honestly, I don't know the exact pricing yet, but if you're planning on doing the design course, the Kinsco World VIP will save you enough to make up for it. So, and you can't join after I've launched the course and then get in on the discount, if that makes sense. Like the Kinsco World VIP is closed during the time that I'm launching my courses. Um, but anyways, I hope that all makes sense. A really, the biggest thing that I would say to you, if you're wanting to get into design or photography or anything, always accept projects that are out of your comfort zone, right? I have multiple projects that I'm working on right now that my mind is like, crap, what am I going to do with this? Like, I feel like I want to get it spot on, but I also don't want it to be dumb. <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but it's like accepting projects that I want to make cool, but also stay true to like the industry and different things like that. And as well as learning new things, like I've had to do way, way, way more website stuff than I ever thought. But because of it, I've gotten super comfortable with coding and all of these different things. And that's because I accepted projects that were outside my comfort zone. So whether that's with photography, whether that's with design, whether that's with styling, whether that's with whatever, like that's when you're going to see the absolute most growth. Yeah, it's going to be scary, but it will pay off. Okay, guys. That was a lot of talking for me. I honestly have like tacos right now because it's kind of hot.
And I also, I think I'm still kind of sick because I have been very hot the past couple of days. Um, but anyways, if you aren't following on social media, my handle is Kinsco World, just like my podcast is spelled K-I-N-Z-C-O World. Uh, give us a rating if you haven't. I think we're only like 25 away from 100 ratings, which is so crazy. I like can't believe it. Um, I, I it like helps so much when you guys share my podcast on social media. I seriously can't thank you enough. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me through all my rambling. I honestly, every single day, I can't believe I'm lucky enough to have like all of you. <laughs> that sounded very cheesy, but I really meant it heartfelt. <laughs> okay. Bye.